Welcome to the Bearded Butcher broadcast or podcast. We come to you every Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live right here. That's right, live on YouTube. If you want to catch the live podcast, go over to YouTube at 12 noon on Eastern. Um, we have exciting topics, questions answered, and guests. We come to you every week. So if you're finding our broadcast here, be sure to join us live on YouTube, 12 p.m. Eastern on Fridays. If it has to do with beards, barbecue, bow hunting, butchering, babies, you can find it right here. Welcome back. Broadcast number three. Bearded Butchers are live on YouTube um hopefully the audience notices a huge improvement over the last two weeks we have legit headphones we have legit mic stands hopefully the audio is way better big thanks to spencer our nephew he nerded himself way up this last week made an investment with some new equipment and we hope it improves the overall experience for our audience yes um we can also hear ourselves, so we know what you're hearing. And we want to thank everybody for joining us, all the comments, feedback that we've got up to this point. Um, happy Friday, Shauna. Which she says hello. Our, our niece, Shauna. Yes. Hi, Shauna. Yeah. So I would like to mention that the last two weeks have been what we think is extremely successful um, in view counts and audience retention and comments, etc. So thank you very much for that. Yes, thank you. Um, so this week, we have a couple special guests that we're going to bring on to the show here in a little bit. Um, if you recall last week, we had our brother, Sean. We wanted to kind of start from like... He, the, he, he's like, I watched that video back and man, I seemed like I was pretty uncomfortable on camera. I told Scott, I was like, I wonder how many you, uh, Bearded Butcher YouTube videos he actually watches. Yeah. But he watched that one. Yes, he did. Um, but what we wanted to do, yeah, everybody's saying audio is much better. Sounds fantastic. So thank you for bearing with Sweet. us. Sweet. Um, but what we wanted to do, we brought Sean, on, Sean in, and we wanted to talk about, um, I guess, moving from like our inner circle out. Um, those that are part of the Bearded Butcher brand and can you know maybe shed some more light on us so you learn a little bit more about who the brand is. I don't know. There might be some light shed on us that we don't want shed. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Especially those that live with us. Yeah. And we're going to get some topics later. So, um, yeah, that's the deal for the show. If you have a comment, go ahead and leave it. I'll try to keep an eye on those. But we're going to start with our very first special guest, Brady Perkins. Get on in here. Oh, and to a round of applause. While he gets settled in, I'll introduce him. This is my oldest son, Brady Scott Perkins. He um, looks like his microphone's got flipped around there on him. What? I think your right, your right <laughs> side's flipped around. That's what happened here. You just gotta flip it. Oh. There we go. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, thought it'd be really fun because Brady. You good? Brady. You good? Yeah. It, it's it's just your uncle and your dad. Yep. It'll be okay. I, so. I don't, they were both flipped the exact opposite way they should have been. Welcome to the studio, Bradio. Brady. Thank you. Wait, welcome to the studio, Bradio. <laughs> welcome to studio, Bradio. All right. Uh, Brady, obviously, um, out, upstanding young man. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell them how old you are. I am 
My name is Brady Scott Perkins. Um, I'm 14 years old, and yeah, the second generation of the bearded butchers. So, mm -hmm. get right to it. What's your favorite bearded butcher blend seasoning? Oh boy, um, we don't have one called Oh Boy. <laughs> uh, probably Brock or Butter. They're probably tied. Brock right. or Butter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Um, Let's get down to a little bit of the butchering content, mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about hunting and some of the interests that you have. Um, what would you say is your earliest memory related to um, butchering? Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I remember cutting, coming in every, like, not often and helping cut whenever we uh, help was needed. Mm -hmm. And also, you know... Then you found out help was needed every day. Yeah. Yeah, how's that working out for you? <laughs> also, you know, helping pack brats, uh, bone, pack things, do that kind of stuff. And yep. then, you know, cleaning stuff on I, the... I got to... Sorry, go ahead. Cleaning stuff on the kill floor and stuff like that. Yeah, I got a question for you. It's 12.05 and you're mm -hmm. not in school. Explain, nope. explain I'm that. I'm homeschooled, so... That's right. Get done early. Yes. Um, so... It, what what is what would you consider like the most fun thing to do around the meat plant or maybe that's changed for you when you're like six years old obviously it's all yeah. fun i have a suggestion but it probably embarrassed him so i better not bring it up <laughs> you better not you better not you better not um, that's that's a good question you know i don't do like, mostly like, working working's fun yeah i do a lot yeah. of working. what do you enjoy most like the camaraderie just being around your cousins and yeah, picking up on the trade and everything like and that cousins and stuff like that you like working the processing floor out out in front of the counter the best yeah. processing floor <laughs> yeah. what okay you so, knew I, you knew i was gonna grill you <laughs> on this one what's <laughs> what i'll stop what's what's your least favorite like um like i guess hardest thing to do what's your least favorite uh kind of meat to work on like how does that work um I don't really have a least favorite thing to do, but boning out a beef elbow is not very fun. Yeah. I beef agree. elbow? Yeah. A beef not elbow. Do you, have, do you have a favorite uncle that you like to work with? I, I'm not going to pick favorites. <laughs> That's smart. What about, yeah, what this, about cousin? The audience is I'm, saying that. Like I said, I'm not going to pick favorites. The mic is covering your face. So they, they just pulled off the side. Just pull go. that off there a little bit. Um, I want to talk a little bit about one of my favorite experiences with Brady centered around hunting. So. Okay. Um, what do you remember early on about hunting? Some of the f first hunts that I took, they it was took you on. Being, it was pretty boring. Boring and probably <laughs> a little bit cold. Yeah, boring, cold, but it was it was definitely fun. I remember going down to the cabin down in Monroe, hunting and stuff like that. Yeah, those are some great times. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about your first deer. So, um, do you want to tell the story from your perspective, or you want me to tell it? It. I don't remember like too much. You might remember more than I do. Okay. So. So Brady was eight. We went um, on a bow hunt. He was using a crossbow. And we were in a ladder stand, a buddy stand. And it was, it, was, it was a December day, but it was nice out. It was like in the 50s. Seth and Luke were hunting nearby. And um, we had a deer come through. Brady put a perfect shot on it. Um, we tracked it down, got it, recovered our deer. And then we couldn't actually walk out because... Um, if we had walked out, we'd go through the field that Seth and Luke were sitting in. So we had like an hour, hour and a half to kill. Um, and at the time Brady was really into, well, I mean, I guess you're still kind of into mm -hmm. survival stuff, but like he had a backpack with him and he was like, I've got a pan 
I've got jet fuel. I've got a lighter, all this stuff. I mean, he's eight years old, but he, he loved to um, follow guys like Creek Stewart, Dave Cant, Dave Canterbury, that type of stuff. So he had all these survival things that he'd gotten um, compiled through birthdays and stuff like that. We took that um, pot, field pot, and we actually cooked the heart right there in the field mm -hmm. and ate it. Remember that? Yeah. That, that was, was one of my favorite that hunting was one of the experiences. Deer hearts we've eaten. Some of the ones we've had, those are, oof, don't taste very good. Yes. Um, so for me, that was, that was one of the mm -hmm. uh, more enjoyable things. I know as far as our brand goes, we've often talked about this, but one of the, the, the big things is, is that we want to have more of our knowledge um, transfer to the second generation. Of course, we do this in how-to through the YouTube outreach and everything like that, but these guys learn by osmosis because they're right beside us. They're working alongside us. They pick things up, and I know it's a great pleasure of mine to be able to work with um, my son. What's it like to work with your dad? Um, it's great. Uh, sometimes be a little bossy and little bossy yeah some yeah yeah it's great though you never worked much with your grandpa yeah. with your grandpa no. i come across as um pretty easy mm -hmm. um compared to him yeah um what about what about uncles it's yeah it's yeah know. yeah it's, what about yeah. siblings it's How's yeah it, what's ben, or, well siblings can be a little a little annoying sometimes when you tell them to do something and they don't do it. See, those, and it's hey, See you, you have those, to understand. That's, you're the, that's, you're just, the, those, that's dealing with little brothers. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So you're the oldest uh -huh. in our family, and I'm the youngest of my siblings. So we're at op opposite ends of the... So um, whereas you, you are going to be uh, as much older than your youngest brother as my oldest brother is than me. So when Sean... Sean's like 12 years difference... Um, be about me and <clears throat> so you're gonna have to uh you're gonna have to deal with that for for quite some time yep um anything else that you want to layer in there hey just so you know mom corrected you and said really the fourth generation because you said brady was a second generation bearded butcher but uh i think she is correct because if you factor in dad and grandpa we, re we really need to get granny on this of course we will we will um, yes, agreed, mother. Um, I was just kind of saying the beard of butcher brand, like we've been butchers for generations, but like since the mm -hmm. brand started, you were there early on. Do you remember the trip that we made out when we delivered the spices to Creek Stewart out I in do, Indiana? I do. That was a that was a while ago. Because he was a you were a big fan, mm -hmm. and then we got an order from Creek Stewart, the survival um specialist, and him or me. Gotta get a little closer yeah, to the mic. It, it so that it's, yeah. There we there go. There we go. Um, Creek put in an order for his subscription box, and we went and made mm -hmm. a trip of it. You got to meet one of your yeah, um, that was pretty. So that was speak, a lot of fun. Room, so up there at Indiana. Um, what about other trips? You want to talk about any of the other trips that you've been on um, regarding the brand? What about SummerSlam? That SummerSlam that was that was a trip. That <laughs> was a trip, wasn't it? The old Nashville, Tennessee, Broadway. That was wild. Yeah. 14 years old, and he's experiencing... Leave them Broadway girls alone, son. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Morgan says. Yeah. yeah, old Morgan, he's a smart boy. We got some Broadway girls kind of working at the meat plant. Is that um, is that what you would describe them as? I don't as? think they're from Nashville. They're not from Nashville. <laughs> got your okay. eye on any of them by any chance? No. Any or all of them? <laughs> None. You knew that was coming up somewhere yeah, in the conversation. Yeah, I, I knew it. Um, Raven came on. 
Yeah, so... You want to answer a few questions? Maybe there's some um, other pertaining to Brady. Let's see. We've got... Let's interact Let's interact with the audience a little bit. Um, ben. Is that Ben? Oh, ben. ben. Shout out to Ben. Ben says I remember that trip. Ben, we'll have you on the podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll get your perspective from... He also, he also claims that he's not annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Good. He should. He, he should, should be, sti- he should should be sticking ex- up for himself. You should probably explain who Ben is. Ben is... My younger brother, second in line behind me, he is Ben. And he's currently commenting on the yeah, thread. Yeah, he here said SummerSlam was amazing. Yes. I agree was. with you, Ben. Um, well, I think that's about all we have yeah. for you. Um, anything you're looking forward to in particular coming up? Um, what, what about, like, I mean, you're more of a fisherman than a hunter. Yeah. Even though you do both. I would Fishing like, season's coming to a close. Yeah. Hunting I would like, to, the would like to bag a deer this year. It's been a been seven years now, so might have to get work on getting one getting a deer. I think Brady's asked to go to the cabin so many times and, and his uh dreams fell short because we just haven't made it down there. They're a little yeah. bit too busy. Yeah, yeah we quit get asking. So getting never, to be about that fall never time. really had a bad time going out of the cabin. So no. um favorite cut of meat? Oh boy. Probably filet or ribeye. Yeah, those are both good. good. So nice. for you, the perfect meal, um, how would you describe like your favorite favorite meal? Honestly, probably chicken stir fry. <laughs> that one's for you, Josh. We need to um, we need to bring Josh in on this yeah. one. Um probably a ribeye with like I don't know. I usually don't eat a lot of sides. Whatever mom has for a side. Just straight I'll eat. meat. Yep. No fork, no knife, just a no steak with a side of steak. Um, somebody asked, Brady, what's your favorite underrated cut of beef? Oh, boy. Um, an underrated cut. Den- Denver steak's not bad. I haven't had one for a while. I liked that. Denver steak was pretty good. I You could consider that probably an underrated piece. I would yeah. agree. It's not Denver, very common. flat iron, that, those sort skirt of yeah, steaks. Yeah, those two. I mean, skirt flat steak. iron's got a lot of popularity now. You were just talking about skirt steak the other day, mm-hmm. and you asked me something. Why don't you tell us what we're talking about? Well, what we're we were talking, talking about. about why it leaves, like, I don't know if this is just me, but it leaves, like, a film in your mouth. That's just the fat. That's from the fat, so you got to turn off the fat so it doesn't leave that, but... Speaking of skirt steak, I just cooked some last night on our uh, Bearded Butcher Instagram page, and I ran a story on it. So if you're watching and you don't follow us on our other social media platforms, go to Bearded Butcher Blend on Instagram. Give us a follow and check out last night's story where I cooked some skirt steaks. Roll up. No, back down. Ben said, you're, no, you're not going to steal my big bucks. <laughs> steal yeah. the big bucks? Yeah. That is always a challenge when we're going hunting is like, which one of them is going? Ben kind of did the ho- yeah. hog the hunting last year. Remember but- when he forgot the bullets for the for the rifle? That was funny. It was. But he did bag a deer that time <laughs> yeah. with the, the, the gun old, I was supposed to be using. Using the so. old pumpkin balls yep. out of the 20 gauge. Yep. All right. We're going to take a super quick mm-hmm. break while we switch Brady out for Seth's son, Luke. So stand by for just a little bit of scuffling that we're going to save you from. We'll be right back. Hang tight. All right, so, we're back. Now we've got Luke Luke Everett Perkins, Perkins in studio. Luke, Welcome go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the audience how old you are. Hello, my name is Luke, and I am 14. 14 years old. Wearing his favorite Pat McAfee t-shirt. What? Big fan of Pat McAfee, so if he's watching, that's for you, Pat. Shout out to Josh and Jeremy who watch Pat McAfee lunch, at Good. lunchtime. There you go. So, Luke... Um, a lot like your cousin Brady, you get to come to work. I was just talking about this earlier. How, do, how does your dad like to wake you up in the morning? 
uh, it's more so of a. Uh, oh, he probably rubs your back. No, nice, no, no, nice no, 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 soothing no, 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 no. tones. It's, hey, son, hope you had a good night's sleep. Is that how it works? It's like Brock Lesnar waking me up at two a.m. in the morning. It's light on, fan turned off, taps me on the shoulder. Get out of bed in five minutes. I Let's make it go. Out the door. Let's go. Yep. Well, well you want to know why that's the case? That's that's because that's how our dad woke us up, and um, Uncle Seth. Thing. Your dad is a lot like Fred, or my, my I, I, dad. I think you both are like Fred. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Luke, tell us a little bit about um, your day, what you enjoy, what you do at work, what it's like working with your dad and your uncles, and what do you, what do you enjoy? So Talk day, to us, son. My day starts at about, I'd say, 6.30, wake up at 6, get to the meet point about 6.30, sit with my grandpa from seven to eight, then put an apron on, and then we'll maybe do, I'll, I pretty much do like a mixture of things, cutting meat, sealing, and all that, but it's mostly from seven to two is my normal day of work, but other than that, it's pretty just like a normal day of work, just in general. So when you're done working at two o'clock, what do you typically do? I typically just go home, chill, maybe go for a run on the treadmill, maybe do a little bit of working out. Man, shout out to my Aunt Stacy. Uh, she gave me a guitar from the attic she never now, had. Now you're learning how to play guitar. I have a story about that guitar. That that guitar was given to me by your dad. He yep. bought it for me for my birthday when mm -hmm. I when I was 18. I played it for a while. And I passed it along to Stacy, whose son was interested in playing guitar. Now it wound up back in your hands how's that going for you i'm doing a little bit better i think my mom wants me to practice more because she doesn't say i'm good at it right now i think it's more so it's getting better i thought i had tom petty living in my house there one night a little bit seven nation army on the guitar but other than that it's just normal but that's pretty good um so you just started school again didn't you yep so luke like brady he's homeschooled god bless his mother um i know it's a lot of work with you and your siblings but so Luke, his day starts six o'clock in the morning. We go into work. Um, he gets home about two o'clock, and then he finishes up his homeschool for the day when he gets home. It's not that bad because when you like after work and stuff, you have a little bit more attention to your schoolwork and stuff. You know, instead of waking up in the morning and being like drooly eyed and stuff. But other than that, cool. So uh, like Brady, um, do you remember? Let's talk about hunting a little bit. Do you remember the first time you shot a deer? I do. It was at Monroe County. But I normally don't have the best luck with hunting, but that time I did get it. Do you ever hold a grudge against your little brother, Logan? He's got like 18 deer on his wall. It's like every time I go hunting, I don't even get a single thing. It's like 365 days in a tree stand, don't even see a squirrel. Why don't you tell the story about the time I put you in a tree stand oh. and I sat with your brother in a separate tree stand? So the exact same night, I think it was before deer season opened, wasn't it? No. No, it wasn't. So it was... It was Opening day. Opening day. Opening day, but in the morning. So me and my brother had an argument last, I mean, the, the, the night. The night uh, before season. Yeah, the night before season on who would go to the tree stand. I said, you go to the tree stand too much, I'm going. So there was two tree stands. So my dad decided to give me my Hoyt bill and put me in the other stand. So my brother was with my dad, and then I was just by myself in a tree stand with a bow. And... I'm sitting there in the tree stand, and I think I hear something, and then in the corner of my ear, I hear, ping! And I'm like, that's a buck. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, trying not to be frustrated while my brother's carrying this, like, 
decent buck through the woods that I'm trying to keep a happy face on. I'm like, so they just yeah, came dragging a deer. They just came dragging your brother's dead deer. No, right I came down. Of you? I came down out of the stand after he, after he heard the shot. But I put him close enough oh. that I that he was right beside us it, where I could, it wasn't where I could like, watch him. Yeah, it wasn't that far. I could see him from there pretty much. I could just see the deer. Oh, bang! Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's your favorite beer to butcher blend seasoning? Okay, it has to be the black seasoning. That's, the black. Is that's really, your favorite. Really good on quesadillas. What I should quesadillas. Talk, yeah. I should talk a little bit about um, how good Luke is at grilling. So the other night I got home and uh, my wife Felicia was like, "Yeah, Luke grilled tonight, and he did brats, he did chicken tenders." Um, you when did you get? You actually own your own big green egg. It's a For, mini max. It's mini max. Granny got it for my birthday. It was probably your eighth or ninth birthday. Uh, eighth eight, birthday. I think it was tenth. Okay. Tenth so Luke loves to grill, um, but you like to eat what you grill oh, too. Oh yeah, I like to eat. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite thing to grill? It depends. Maybe probably burgers and brats, just you know, stuff that doesn't take like too much time and effort to cook, but something that still tastes good at the end of the day. But you've always been kind of a burger guy. Yeah, I've always been a burger guy, hundred percent. Nice. What are some of your favorite memories surrounding the brand? Ooh, probably going to Nashville and seeing Pat wow. McAfee wrestle. You like that one? That one was insane, and then. Brock Lesnar with the tractor flipping the arena. What's your What's your earliest memory of coming into the butcher shop with your dad? Working or just coming in in general? What's your earliest memory? We were just talking about one the other day where you came on to the slaughter floor and you were trying to use a butter knife to that, skin a that, pig. That was my earliest memory. Trying that's to your cut earliest? A, trying to cut a pig with a butter knife because my dad wouldn't let me have a regular knife. I think I, I still have little. a picture of that. Any uh, questions for us over there, Scott? Want to hit that? Um, a there's bit? some questions, not necessarily uh, focused on Luke. Um, well, just any in general that we can um, we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, so we do want to address this one, Quint Nelson. Uh, thanks for your question. How though prefer to cook elk briskets? Uh, maybe he's asking how we prefer to cook elk briskets. Not a lot there on an elk Yeah, brisket, they're really so. lean. So if you look at the video that we did, um, our was it our last video, the bison versus bris uh, beef brisket. So very similar bison and elk. So I would bison are even larger you, though. Yeah, I would refer you to that. You're going to be looking at um, maybe three to five hour cook mm -hmm. tops. Probably going to want to wrap it, keep add it some, nice and add moist, some tallow to it. That's going to be your biggest challenge, just anatic, and anatomically, the elk have a smaller chest muscle. There's not a lot there, so you're not going to have like that that deep brisket, like the beef. Yep. Um, Luke, what um, what would you consider as your favorite like cut of beef? Cut of beef. Uh, I don't know what you call them, but I think it's like the front section of the arm, where like the front where it's like. A, no, not brisket. I think Thor's it's, hammer. Yeah, Thor's hammer. You like you those, like those, those things are really good to. Cook. You like the barbacoa shredded meat. Yep. Rich, rich beef flavor. Anything that's like shredded is amazing. So I was pretty proud of Luke because we were um, actually headed. We ran home quick and came back. Um, grabbed some lunch. We came back. We were riding the truck, and I was asking Luke. I was like, "So, um, your paycheck is probably looking pretty decent these days." <laughs> He's like, yeah. So I started doing the math, and I was like, you know, what what he's making a month, and um, then I, and then he told me, he said, you know, Dad, he said I'm probably making enough money that I can buy my first vehicle, and I don't even need your help. 
So I think it's good. I'm proud for, of you for that. I think it's good for kids every once in a while to like have a routine of going into work or doing some work instead of just being lazy all day. You know, just amen, like, brother. Yeah, preach, preach, it. preach it, preach it. I love it. That's Especially how, at that's your age, we like you know, raised. we started you guys out extremely young, more you know, more much younger than normal. But I, uh, what it, what's amazing to me is see how you know you guys, you and you Brady and Luke being the the um, which. Of course, Spencer is Sean's son. Spencer's um, ahead of them by like seven years. And we will get Spencer on the show sometime here so he can, because he's Spencer. See, we got to have you do Spencer's job. That way Spencer can pop back here. I would suck it. But it is pretty (laughs) remarkable to see like, you know, the the work ethic that is becoming instilled in them and then also flows through to their younger brothers and sisters and like some of the different things that they are are better at we can um just try to fit them into different areas of the company that they they maybe feel more comfortable in excel in they can add value um i do have to admit that generally speaking you have to start doing some jobs that aren't very fun to do well yeah. what would you say is your wor- least favorite job in, in working around the meat plant least favorite job probably has to be kill sometimes because kill sometimes you know when you don't have caffeine and stuff they're just kind of like you're, oh, there's so much yeah, about that. Battered. Early in the morning, it's either too cold or too hot. It's loud. Yeah. I mean, we got a radio back there Stinks. by now. Your feet We're, hurt. We got a radio back there feet, now. Feet but. hurt, you know, and all that stuff. But I am going to say, when you wake up, you're like, this sucks. And then you get that paycheck in the mail, and you're like, this isn't so bad after all. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. <laughs> Put some salve on the wound. All right. Well, I think we're going to cut you loose, let you get along with your day. Anything else that you want to comment on? I do want to say... Oh, here we go. we got a question okay. for you before you get to that. What's your favorite car or truck? This should be easy enough Ooh. for you. I am going to say like a Jeep Wrangler probably, but this is moving in the background because she has a Jeep Wrangler. But uh, probably like a Jeep or something, you know, something that I can fit in because I do have problems fitting in vehicles because I'm like a giant. Not in a bad way, but... Yep. You know. You're a tall kid for 14, huh? Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, All right, anything yeah. else you want to add before yeah, you, you get gonna, out of here? You were going to say something. I do want to say that, like, the, I don't know how I'd say it, but, like, I do want to give a shout-out to Josh for his amazing elk pasta because I would rather have that than burgers. <laughs> Josh, I know you're watching this, but your elk pasta is phenomenal. We need to do a video we'll on that. We'll have to share the recipe, huh? Yes. Yeah, Josh's the, elk pasta. Share the recipe. There you have it. Also need to give a shout-out to Pat McAfee. There you go. Shout out to Pat. Luke, thanks for coming on. I'm super proud of you. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it. Spencer, are we going to commercial for this? All right, stand by for a quick few seconds. Don't leave me hanging. Okay, be right back. All right, and we're We're back. back. So that was fun. We brought the boys in. We've had Sean. Now we've had our two oldest Sons, so um, we do want to continue bringing in some more of the people, and then we're going to get to the actual guests. We're going to have some people um, call in. We're working on that, so that'll be forthcoming. That was fun listening to uh, you know their opinion from their perspective. That was pretty cool. Yes, um, let's. I want to get. Let's dive into some of these comments. Um, we didn't mean to put anybody off because um, obviously we were talking to the boys, but um, let's let's dive in. Who's, um, who's got some questions for us? Yeah, we're going to go over a little bit of that, talk a little bit about some stuff that's going on. Um, I want to talk a little bit about something. Um, how did you start your day this morning? 
What time and, and how'd you start it? Um, there's two ways I start my day. One is, am I working out or not working out? So that dictates. Do you predetermine that the night before or the morning of? I have two ways of doing that too. So it's either set my alarm and then set a backup. And when I wake up for the first alarm, if I'm like not feeling it, I just go to the backup. But that doesn't happen very often. Most of the time, it's just um, the night before I'm going to set my alarm. Now, if I have decided already that I'm not working out, I'm going to go to the backup time. So the times generally are 4.40 or 5.30. So 4.40 gets me up early enough. Um, get some coffee. I don't start my day without beer to butcher blend coffee. I do the whole grounds. If you've I, never if you've never had beer to butcher blend coffee, um, organic grown coffee beans roasted by good friend of ours, Jared Brown. And employee. And, and an employee of ours. He handles all of our wholesale. I think he's self self proclaimed or self-labeled as um the the favorite employee or the best employee and that Mm -hmm. was last week is he on here today i don't i don't know so um um, back to the working out so something that i do is i know if i set my my workout clothes out the night before especially like the little anklet socks that i wear when i run sure if i find those in the laundry and i set them out the night before it's a sign so that's how i persuade myself myself to get my hind end out of bed so 4 30 get up um, this morning I woke up four mile run, did some sit-ups and push-ups, get the juices flowing. And for the last few years, we've been getting ready for elk, an elk hunt. Um, this year we're not going on an elk hunt, but I, I've typically found that my day goes, um, better. I'm more energized when I do get up early enough to work out. Now, one of the other things that I do is I wouldn't consider it a true cold plunge because I don't have ice or ice bath, or whatever, but I've got my um like outdoor pool that my kids get in it's um i guess it would qualify as like an above ground pool but it's it's only like 15 feet or whatever and we fill it every summer but it's about 60 at night now so that that water's about 62 63 degrees i think i have a video of you cold plunging into the pond running out of a teepee that was as that was like close to 10 years rated so i better not share that like close to 10 years ago but (laughs) you work out you dump in there you're going to have yourself um, wide it, awake it for the day. completely changes your whole day. So Yeah, uh, which I think we've talked about this before, but we do the bulletproof coffee. We put butter in the coffee. I add MCT oil. Um, some collagen. I've been doing um, some uh, mushrooms, like not like you, doing you do, the shrooms, but like they're, they're sold on Amazon, but they're lion's mane and things like that. You do shrooms, bro? <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to really help with your cognitive... Um, Anyway, so how do you determine whether it's helping? Do I tell you it is, or do you? I mean, just do assume I assume it is? Do I do I sound like I'm like tuned up, like a finely tuned machine? Any different than any other day, right? Um, so that's all done, so that we can get into the shop. We usually get into the shop. Um, six thirty would be like the latest that we typically get into the. If shop. If we get into the shop later than six thirty, we feel like we're uh, we're letting ourselves down. Yeah. And back in the day when we were, before we had fulfillment and in-house fulfillment and stuff like that for our orders, and we had a lot of meat to cut, we had learned that we just had to get into the shop earlier and earlier and earlier to put all of our packages together. So we were getting into the shop at like four in the morning just to have time to print labels and get everything out there. Um, Who listening on this podcast has never had any of our spices? Just something I'm curious about. Uh, if you could drop a comment, whether you have had our spices or you haven't had our spices, just curious. 
Yep. And meanwhile, I want to get to some of the, the comments. I don't want to bounce around here too much. Um, we, we covered the elk briskets, the underrated cut of beef. Um, one of these is about shipping meat. So there's two reasons we do not currently ship meat. Um, number one reason is the capacity of, of our, what we would call like our butcher shop. Um, obviously, um, you know, things can be scaled, whatever, but we're talking about skilled labor resources that we have, local beef, bison, uh, elk, and whatever. And until our processing capacity outpaces our, um, I guess, ability to sell it, um, there's no re really like ability to offer it online because we're basically busy keeping our retail shop um, supplied, um, if that makes sense. Now you saw with the next generation coming, things like that, that may change. We don't. Um, we're 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 nervous about outsourcing it just simply because um, we feel like the the quality may go down. So we're just that's just not something we're willing to risk. So like Scott mentioned, we're we're just so busy processing for our own store, um, we just haven't been able to fit it in. And then number two would be the um, the fulfillment portion of it. So currently we don't have a warehouse that has time temperature controlled measures, coolers, freezers, and then. Um, the boxes and stuff like that to ship online. However, we're not opposed to building this out. Um, Seth had mentioned, you know, th you know whether or not we did like a partnership or something like that. But um, those are the main inhibitors right now for us not shipping meat is we just literally don't produce enough of it. However, our bratwurst are our most popular thing that we sell in our store. We have close to 30 flavors and we are getting ready to launch a do-it-yourself home user bratwurst kit. It'll come with the seasoning. It'll come with the high temp cheese, everything needed to make your own bratwurst at home. All you have to do is add the protein, grind it, throw it in the casing, and it's going to be the same thing that we sell in our store. And we'll do some, uh, a video series on on how to achieve that with these kits. Yeah, so, and a lot of that, very soon. A lot of that will be um, very much like. Think, almost, almost like a beer, like a beer making kit. Think about home brewing. Like we're going to send you everything in a bag, and then um, you will need like a, a grinder at minimum. Um, and we'll we'll recommend the meat the the meat equipment made with meat. You guys have seen us talk a lot about those, but yeah, just to address the shipping, that's that's the main reason. Um, once we once we do, or if we do scale. Um, Phil, did you put this comment in here about the code? Okay, so it's in the comments. We got the a chat, thumbs up. But we are going to give you, somebody asked us about giveaways and things like that. We are going to give you 15% off of an order. So you can try anything that's on our website, beardbutchers.com, 15% off. Use code podcast. So P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's happening right now. Yep, for 15% off. And then, of course, we have shippings free um, for $50 and over in your order. So go to the website. Enjoy that that um, that code for 15% off. If you've never had our spices, now's a perfect time to do it. That's a fantastic discount code. Um, if it was me, I'd grab some spices. I'd grab a uh, maybe a, a cutlery kit, t-shirt, something like that. And you're definitely saving some cash yeah. with that one. Um, hunting season is coming up. Uh, another question here, Todd Adams: Who would you recommend, rancher or butcher, out here in Arizona? I guess for the context of the question, um, you know, I don't know whether or not you own some animals. You need them butchered. 
Um, the best way for me to answer this, if you're looking to purchase meats online and have them shipped to you um, and you're in Arizona, if you want grain-fed beef, we're recommending E3 Ranch. They've got some excellent top quality. They do ship. Um, for just about everything else, greensburymarket.com. Um, we've, we've gone over some of these products. We've had them shipped to us just to see how they were before we recommended them. We feel like they do a pretty good job of putting out a product that's very similar to what we put in our store. But as far as a, a specific rancher or butcher in Arizona, I wouldn't have a recommendation because I, I, I wouldn't know. No, I can't point you to somebody there that I know personally that I would say you can go to and get... Um, and have them be a similar butcher to us. Now, somebody else did ask this about Steve Ranella and his empire, and they said maybe they butchered, the, butchered who, his who? name or whatever. Steve Ranella. Who? Yeah. So don't know the man. <laughs> um, I'm come only, in contact I'm with a few joking. people. It, you know, it's just the different styles um, that we have. I, I, I put our butchering skills up against anybody in the world, frankly. And I, there's competitions for these, and I'm not, I'm not saying that or whatever, but... Um, yeah, don't know him. Have met some people in the industry, but he does not happen to be one of them. So, can't speak to what the man is like. I can wouldn't just tell mind, you what we're doing. Wouldn't mind getting to uh, hang out with them sometime. Certainly not opposed to it. I I watch his shows on the Outdoor Channel. Um, we have some of his books. Obviously, he's been around a long time. So. Uh, yeah I'd, yeah, I'd sit in a backcountry camp with him any day. Smoky Ribs Barbecue, great question here. Um, Wanted to do Baltimore pit beef on my new charcoal pit. Can you talk a little on the bottom round flat that, that is typically used for this? You want to take that question, Seth? Talk a little bit about the bottom round flat versus, you know, your inside or top round. Yeah, so I, don't, round. I personally don't. He's um, he, he mentions a Baltimore pit beef. Yeah, um, must that, be. that must be the name for that for the particular dish or cut. whatever. So um, the round's made up of, of a few different muscles. You have the heel in there. You have the top round, bottom round, eye of round. The bottom round, in my opinion, is the going to be one of the tougher muscles of that. Um, so if it was me specifically, like when we did the YouTube play button, we cut out that play button and we cooked it. That was top round. That was just a basically a big thick grilled steak and it was it turned out fantastic you know tender juicy uh, i'd be a little bit worried about the bottom round um just being tougher but uh maybe with his plan his style of cooking yeah, it depends on how you're doing with the cooking <clears throat> but typically yeah. of those of those cuts the the top or inside round is eye round and then your flat your bottom round and the flats actually got two pieces to it as well um the flat typically and the eye around there they've got longer fibers in them but if you break them down they make great like barbecue beef we do typically have, we typically use the bottom round for our whole muscle jerky we cut it against the grain so that's that's typically what we're using it for a couple of quick questions um yeah somebody's saying top round or inside round for baltimore pit beef top or inside round they're the same thing are going to be um, that's what I would use. Gonna be better. I'd use that over a bottom round. Just one to touch on really quick. Somebody talks about internships. You know, you saw with the with the boys, we, we've been putting a lot of that focus into the, the next generation, so we don't do internships. Um, I want to get to a question. He's pointing. What's your question? What, which one do you see? Uh, talk a little bit about the uh, traveling butcher, his question about the yep, grant money. Yep, that's the one I want to get to. Um, the traveling butcher, what do you think about all the grant money going into small processing right now? This is an interesting, interesting subject for us, and, and I'm, I'm going to break it down like this. Um, we actually landed two grants um, 
we had two entities and they were each for $250,000. Um, Phil has a PhD, so we sicked him on it. And of course we got two, two grants. Yeah. I mean, typically with these things, it's how well you can write and that sort of thing. We, we, we secured two grants and we actually then, um, rejected them. We forfeited them. Um, the state was kind of interesting. The state called me and they said, Hey, you know, we, we've noticed that you haven't like, um, you know, you have to put in like, basically the final step was to put in your bank information so they can give you the money and, and file and everything like that. And, um, I said, we don't, we don't want them or whatever. And the guy was kind of flabbergasted. Then somebody else called me and, and I'll never forget this. He said, you don't want my money. You don't want my money. Um, you mean you don't want my money? That was the first thing on his, on the other end. I didn't know this person. I was, I pondered that and I was like, well, it's not your money. It's the taxpayer money. So the premise is this, um, current administration passed, um, I think it was 10 million in grant money for the state of Ohio that went into, um, basically you could get the, the grant if you were current establishment, um, and it was going to increase production capacity. So you could further process more, um, of the, the area, area, um, animals, uh, basically beef up the the, the pipeline, if you will. They saw this after COVID. There was just not enough um, of these processors. Um, and, you know, at first pass, it's like, that's fantastic. You know, we have um, an opportunity. Who, who wouldn't want a quarter of a million dollars to pump into their business? Yeah. We wouldn't have opportunity to, um, you know, make upgrades, things like that. So we see this kind of a couple different ways. One, we took a lot of the, um, the, the, the revenue, the capital that we gained from, um, our success in the media and the, and the direct to consumer, the online business. And we put it directly into our meat plant. Um, we bought some equipment that was very costly. Um, but we, we essentially, um, we kind of in our way granted ourselves, um, if you wouldn't, uh, if you would want to say that way, is it okay if I drink some of your coffee? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. and and I'm saying this just not to sound facetious or anything like that, but we we because like Seth said, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Who wouldn't want it? But we started to get a little. I mean, I get cautious whenever you have um, something like this because then you know it has a five year look back. I think on it, and you know perhaps you lose some of the freedom to operate how you wanted. And, and then again, maybe there's other establishments that could use that money before we could, rather than us be just like, you know, um, sort of like top dogs in, 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 in industry. And then, oh, look at them. You know, they just, they just took money that could otherwise go to a processor. So a few different things involved there. I've really got my deep, deep concerns um, regarding government lordship over um, supply chain, especially surrounded by meat. Um you know, you might sit here and wonder, you know, what, and we touched a little bit of the song about like cricket powder and things like that, but you might sit here and wonder, you know, he's, he's crazy, you know, whatever, but just think back to the prohibition. Um, you were literally outlawed from, um, producing, selling alcohol. Why? Because, you know, alcohol is bad for you. You know, all these sort of meat. I'm telling you, I, that, the, with the climate bill and things like that, it, it could it could come down to it where the government has so much control over 
meat, the supply chain, it, they may literally outlaw you what butchering meat. That's true, and they can overregulate, and they can you know everything with you know inspection and and et cetera. What they can't do is keep you from going out your back door and getting that old. They can if they take your guns. I've got a bow. So my suggestion would be is to teach yourself. Pull how- up. We're getting close to the trees here. <laughs> teach yourself. We promise not to make this podcast political. I'm not. I'm just saying teach yourself how to provide for yourself um, through hunting, you know, buy the meat processing equipment and go get the game yourself if it comes down to that. Talk about the different deer videos you've done. Pardon? Talk about the different deer processing videos. Yes, we want to get into that right now. Yeah. So deer processing, that's really where our channel began was with the butchering of a deer. Uh, if you go look back at our very first video, it was actually a tour of our meat plant, but it just sat there and nothing happened. And then when we when we did a, a cutout of a deer, it was a live one take, uh, holding the camera um, vertical when it should have been horizontal, poor audio, all that stuff. It's on our channel still, the very first video, but... Deer processing is kind of what um, landed us in the the how-to butchering world, and and it remains um, really kind of one of our our big things. And we're we're finding that we can continue to um, bring or add value as um, as as evident by the most recent video, which comes out tomorrow. But um, as you get into it, and then you'll see year over year, one of the things that we recommend is that we when when you build out your home butchering that you get um, the right equipment and you get some resources in place for, like Seth said, you know, so you can go out your back door, kill a deer, um, raise some goats, uh, livestock, whatever. And, um, and so one of the more, what the, actually the most recent video we did was making deer spam. So we think about current economic climate, spam, um, pretty much considered like a, a low poverty uh you know food but it's really a, it's a it's a high energy food it was hormel invented this sort of invented but it's pork shoulder and ham they think it stands for spiced ham i think that's a guarded secret but anyway we made some out of venison so um this stuff right here this is going to be on our our channel tomorrow saturday 10 a.m um we made this particular product which is with a, the cajun seasoning which is a which is a spam um, it's a ground form product. We the only non kitchen appliance that we used for this was was a um, one of the made for meat grinders. Um, so for an investment of a couple hundred dollars, you can you can have the grinder and you can start out uh, making a product like this, which we think turned out awesome. Um, it's really nice. We vacuum sealed it. And you can just fry it up for breakfast. But yeah, like Seth mentioned, we did the Cajun. But we're finding like with um, with regard to that, like when you harvest deer now, we're, we're giving um, more tips, tricks, and how-tos on, on to make the meat go further, repurpose it, um, do all that stuff. We have uh, 20 deer videos, just just deer, on our YouTube channel. So That's pretty much how um, our brand was founded. I mean, the outdoors, you know, deer hunting, cooking food, faith family food. That's our slogan. So uh, we pretty much built the whole brand around the deer hunting portion of of our videos yeah um and i'm just getting circling back to these comments a lot of positives you know people saying um kudos to you for turning down the 
the the the grant. Thank you. I mean, I, I would hope that most people would be um, proud to hear that we're self funded. That that's a t shirt quote right there. I got a bow. <laughs> <laughs> I should get that made. We were gonna do. Uh, that's a great one. I always say it tastes like beef when I taste beef on our videos. We can I got a bow. Make, make that in a t shirt. Um, you need to call it Bam Bam Beer to Butcher Spam. We called it Damn because it's made out of deer deer spam. Spencer, what camera are we using? Canon C70 is our camera. F the government. Um, hey, you know, we said we weren't going to get political. I'm sure you guys can get an idea of where our head's at. But, yeah, I mean, um, my our mother actually says, ask the Native Americans how their grants worked out. So, yeah, we don't want to – we don't <laughs> we want to be transparent and let you guys know um, what we're thinking. I can't hunt in L.A. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. A lot of challenges that people face, you know. I, I wouldn't say that, you know – the majority of, of our audience has the, the ability to do, um, you know, have resources out their back door like like we do. So we're thankful for that. We should get into some squirrel butchering videos. There's a lot of those even in the city. Well, Brady and I have a rabbit. We, we have a rabbit video. It comes down to it. I'm eating squirrel. That's a guarantee. We grew up on squirrel. Um, I have no problem dining on squirrel. So more people are asking who we recommend for a butcher in Canada, Ontario. Again, you know, we don't know don't every know. butcher personally, but there are some some key indicators. Obviously, today you have reviews and things like that on Google. But, you know, one of the big things is, like, if you walk into a butcher shop and Smell. it has a foul odor, that should be an indicator right there. One of the things about our plant, and somebody asked about cleaning and sanitizing. Um, we can We can do a video on that sometime. We touch on a little bit. We promise you guys the course. We, we're actually very close to launching the slaughtering course for a beef. Um, this mostly has to do with those of you that, that, that want to get into commercial butchering and, and offer it as a service. Um, again, kind of back to that government thing, you'd have to check your state local laws. Um, I can speak a little bit to our local laws here in the state of Ohio. Um, the custom butchering, which... Uh, the oversight there typically comes from um, the USDA and you, I don't know if you register because we've never done this because we are USDA licensed, but you have, you essentially, and Amish do it a lot and things like that, but that like typically the way it is, is if you're not selling the meat, if it's not for sale, um, you're just doing a service to your, for your neighbor or whatever, there's volumes and stuff attached to this. But again, you, you kind of have to check with your local authorities, if you will, if you're if you're even allowed to offer the service. But yeah, state by state, they there's, vary. There's so. custom not for sale, which means that the meat is not entering any any commerce. It's going straight back into the freezer of the person that owned the animal. Um, and then you get into your different retail type establishments um, or your your licensed, whether licensed through the state or the um, federal government, and <clears throat> sort of a hybrid of those. We we operate what we would call like a hybrid hybrid because we do the slaughter and that must be done under inspection if food is entering commerce it must be slaughtered under state or federal inspection so we slaughter under federal inspection and then the processing gets done under um the retail um on the county level so um if you're going to get into that we have the slaughter course it's about ready to launch for beef and then there'll be one with a pig and then we'll do a lot of the processing is already on youtube though you can pick up a lot um, best way to age elk without a walk-in cooler. You have to do that outdoors, obviously, when it's cooler out. And we talk about how the western states, it's a little more difficult because they have low humidity and the meat will dry out. Um, 
And in that and in that situation, I would leave the hide on it. Field dress it, leave the hide on it, so that way the at least for the first few days, that way the meat doesn't dry out, turn black on you. How hard is it to build a processing plant from scratch? Um, government regulations, et cetera. Um, extremely difficult. And, and very costly. expensive. Yeah. Um, it just depends, again, kind of locale, where you're at, what you're doing. Our model was that we had an existing plant that had a custom butchering um, business attached to it. And we did custom butchering for 20 years just to pay the building, pay for resources while we built out our retail and our and, and our, um, our media brand and everything like that. So a service industry that then transferred over into a retail. The USDA actually has a model online that you can find. And I believe it was a 2,500 to 3,000. Don't quote me for certain, but maybe 2,500 to 3,000 square foot facility where you're capable of doing about... 15 cattle and 20 hogs per week. And I believe the build out cost on that was somewhere around 2.3 to 2.5 million. So, um, and I don't think that included purchasing the land. So you're going to be in that two to $3 million range to build a nice facility. Yeah. Traveling butcher says around $400 per square foot. That sounds accurate to me. Yep. Um, we do have to wrap up the show just a tad bit early this week. We've got, um, just about out of time. Into. Yeah, we got a we got a little bit of biz, business to do this afternoon. Something that I want I did want to to bring up here. If um, and Scott and I have talked about this, there was a, lot, a couple questions about you know who to use in their area for butchering and things like that. We don't particularly know. However, we've had an idea of of I know the traveling butcher was commenting on our channel, but we've had and not to steal his title because that's we wouldn't call it the traveling butcher but we've had an idea to actually go visit some other butcher shops around the country um, and maybe even do some video content on them and things like that so if somebody's watching they think that's a good idea maybe they own a butcher shop mm -hmm. like to invite us out or sometime. even out of the country or it's out really of the country see how it's done outside um i'd love to see how yeah you talk about brazil and spain and some of those old world countries i'd love to see how they do it a couple other ones how close is our store to i-71 and 76 very close 10 minutes or less so if you're a truck driver and we have a big parking lot across from it which is where our headquarters is going which was a previously an livestock barn so big big trailer uh parking whatever um the other one was, do, 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 do. oh, I just saw it here. Forgive me for a moment. Um, fill in, Seth. What? You have to fill. Oh, here it is. What size chest freezer do I need for a side of beef? Usually 12 to 15 cubic feet will do it. A stand-up stand freezer will fit a side of beef. It'll actually fit three quarters of a beef. Um, but yeah, that gives you some idea. You want some room. So, uh, 15 cubic feet is a nice size to work with. Um, so yeah, generally check out our catalog of content. Here's somebody from stuff. Alaska talking about butchering a moose. We've never shot a moose and we've never, well, can't say we've never butchered a moose because we have ground up some moose in the past. The local sheriff into, so. gave us some of his moose meat um, that he shot. was really nice. And then Brock sent us some A little moose, shout out to Sheriff meat. Hutchinson of Wayne County, Ohio. Gave us Brought some, us a bag of, of moose meat. It's, it's Mayberry around here. The local sheriff brought us some moose meat. All right, so that pretty much wraps up this week's show, broadcast number three here out of the Beard of Butcher studio. Hopefully the audio was much better. Spencer knocked it out of the park on that. Um, 
he thinks by the next time we do a podcast that he's going to be able to have a guest remote in. Looking forward to that. We're going to we'll have um, to see who we can round up. Yep. We'll see if we can round up some more guests and bring you guys some more content. Again, a reminder, 10 a.m. tomorrow, we drop our Dear Spam video on the YouTube channel. Definitely give that a watch. With just uh, a grinder, you're able to turn out a product just like this. And you can always go and make it out of pork if you want. Go to the, it go has, to the grocery store and it, get yourself a couple pork butts. It has kind of a, like almost like a bologna texture. A lot goes into making smoked meats that intimidates people. The, the casings, the style casings, the cure the smoke time, et cetera. So we answer a lot of those questions in this. It's kind of the just the, the easy version of making bologna at home in your oven. There you have it. So definitely check that out. Promo code. Once again, we put it in the comment section, but it is the word podcast. Podcast, if you want some spices. Podcast is a off. coupon code for our website. Whatever you put in your cart. You will get 15% off with the code podcast. If your cart value exceeds $50 after you put in the coupon code, it will ship free. So definitely go check that out. Beardabutchers.com, coupon code podcast. Again, little discount for oh, you. Shout out if you're listening. Aaron Biggins drives the Just Natural truck. Want to shout out to you, Aaron, if you're on your way back from Columbus. Did you see that face that just peeked through that window? Yeah, I did. Who was it? Luke. Oh, yeah. I, just, I just see this face. And, uh, oh, <laughs> there it is. We do All have right. to go. Again, thanks for joining, and we will see you right here next week, 12 noon Eastern, on the Bearded Butchers broadcast. Appreciate each and every one of you for watching. See ya.